Oh, look at you. <laughs> Hello, and, or should I say, ho, 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 and welcome back to the IBS Freedom Podcast. You guys missed the big reveal if you're not on YouTube right now. I'm decking the halls oh my for this episode. By the way, just, just to paint the visual for people not on YouTube right now, I'm wearing like the elf onesie right now, and it genuinely is a onesie. Hold on, let me see if I like stand on this chair precariously, like, Oh it's, yeah. It's, it's, the oh whole my gosh. Garb. Right. It's the right. whole garb. So you can't see the bottom half of me. Are but the just feet, know that it's there. Are the feet free or are they in a footy? They are in slippers. Okay. So okay. no, it, well, thank God, because truthfully I'm too tall for this sort of a thing. Right. I got like the biggest size they had. This is like a large or an extra large. And I'm so long that like the bottom of the pant part goes about one third of the way up my calf oh my gosh so if it had the feet attached i wouldn't be able to wear the thing anyway and similarly like the sleeves have a good like oh my gosh yeah you know four <laughs> inches away from my arms and like it's it's kind of restrictive i actually might change like i might duck below the below oh the camera to, like change partway through this episode because it is kind of restrictive right but um you know i figured you had to pull the, the, pull the punches for both of us because exactly. I am very un Christmassy at the moment. But that's okay. I was sharing before we logged well, on. Well, if you look, if you look over, wait, I'm trying to get my finger in the right place. See that okay. little dog? Uh, yes. There's a wreath around that dog's <gasps> neck. There. See? So, so you're Christmassy. That's all right. I have a little dog ornament in the background that's hanging on my door with, I think it's, it looks like Chip, but I think it is actually a French bulldog, not a Boston Terrier, but he has a wreath around his, his neck. So we'll take it. Yeah. That's the extent of my Christmas uh, garb or Christmas dec- decor in my office. But I enjoy that's that okay. you went all out and have like, you have little ornaments or yeah, no, sorry, got... lights. Are they yeah. Christmas lights? They're not little really cutouts. Like, they're like cutouts, right? like foily material. So they're kind of like a little bit shiny. But yeah, I've got like a garland of lights behind me. The elf costume, which was the fave. Right. Um, I borrowed this hat from Jess. It says, be kind. I specifically asked her if I could borrow it for this episode. I'm glad she said yes. Oftentimes she would say no. So she has graced us with that. Um, but, you know, to your your point of not being as festive, I did share you have a certain four-month-old baby who will not be named. Well, Mrs. she's five Kim. months today. Oh, you have but a yes. five-month-old baby right. who's recently decided that sleep is for pansies and <laughs> she doesn't want to sleep a whole lot for you. So True. you you have my full blessing and endorsement to be as disheveled as you want to be. Right. It's kind You're of here. amazing. It is kind of amazing how much a child can just go from sleeping very well to like, or decently well. Like, again, there was like probably a three week period where she was getting like five and a half to seven hour chunks. And then it's like, just kidding. I actually want to wake up every 30 to 60 minutes now. And like, cause before it was all more based on feeding. Like she rarely would wake up if she wasn't hungry, but now she's like waking up just to be soothed. So it's like, Mm. ah, so we're getting through it. I've kind of readjusted where the bassinet is in our room, like put it closer to my bed. Um, but yeah, it, it's, 
it's wild. It's been a wild ride. And then Armand was out of town this past weekend. So it was yeah. like me by myself dealing with it. Because uh, sometimes he'll like take her. A lot of times it's nice. He'll take her at like 5 a.m. He'll kind of wake up for the day and like hold her for two hours. Mm. Like and he'll like maybe watch TV or a movie or something on his phone while yeah. he she just sleeps in his arms. Um, so I get an extra like bit of sleep, like uninterrupted yeah. sleep. So, like, if when that's not there, it's like, ah, it's a little hard. But yeah. We survive. Yeah. It's it's just a squirrely year of your life. Mm-hmm. Year plus of your life. But right. the first year is definitely the squirreliest, I think. Mm-hmm. Yep. And but I think she again, it's so... It with cuteness. Yeah. It's so interesting because you'll talk to people and they're like, oh, yeah, like, my one kid just didn't sleep and my other kid's, like, a great sleeper. So it cracks me up because there's all these you know, sleep training courses and, Mm. you know, get your child to sleep through the night. Like, and my sister was like a big taking care of babies fan. It's like a, it's like a kind of a, it's, I don't necessarily know if it's sleep training per se, because they kind of like are not necessarily like a cried out type method. Like they're not big on that necessarily, Mm. but like, it's kind of like, how can you get your kid to sleep better? different Mm. strategies because they really don't advise like doing sleep training before four or five months anyway Mm -hmm. because it is just kind of like whatever the kid is going to sleep the kid's going to sleep but I do think that I just think some kids are good sleepers and some kids aren't and you could like you know stress yourself out with the sleep side of the equation and it is stressful if you're not sleeping super well but I talking to other first-time moms it seems like there is so much pressure to get your kid to like sleep well and it's like I just think there's some kids that just don't and then some kids that do and I think that's helped me you know I I think at the beginning I was a little more stressed about like ah like how many hours can she sleep and getting a little caught up in that stuff and it's like no I'm just gonna like accept that I'm at her mercy and that just move forward it's true well and it's it's kind of like how much should you like push or force the issue? Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like if, if there is this idea that like all babies can be really good sleepers and you're just not trying hard enough. Right. Like if there's right. that kind of idea out there that it's more of like a parenting thing, then yeah, I think people can get like really like kind of OCD ish. Oh yeah. Even, for and sure. like really like, Oh, I have to do it this way. And this person says this and Oh my God. Right. And like overanalyzing everything. Um, but right. yeah, I, I think that just even honestly, like even adult human beings, like some are really skilled right. sleepers and some are not like, right. I remember one patient, um, I saw her, she had IBS and co- constipation. Uh, she was a teacher and about my age, so like maybe mid thirties ish. And I remember on her intake forms, she said, like, cause I have a questionnaire all about sleep. And her comment was, I rule at sleep. Oh my gosh. And she was just like, this is somewhere where I have no problems. This is good. And I was like, that's fantastic. Like that's right. one less thing to worry about. But I still remember like, I rule at sleep. And I was like, right. you go girl. Well, and I, I, feel as though too like even like the scheduling stuff like I you know I've talked to some parents and like just it the interactions of parents some are like just so regimented of like 
we have to get the kid to sleep. And I, I understand having a schedule like that makes sense. Yeah. Like trying to keep some semblance of a schedule, but at the same time, like having some flexibility, like the, the yeah. level of rigidity with the scheduling. And it's funny too, because different generations crack me up. Cause like my parents are like schedule, what schedule? Like we put you to bed, like, uh, maybe nine, maybe 10, maybe 11. Like, again, it was just like, I remember being like six years old, five years old. I used to love the show Baywatch at like five or six years old, which is so random. So random. But I used to love Baywatch and it would be on at like 1030. And I remember watching with my parents all the time. I'm like, why wasn't I asleep? Like, I just think back then, like schedules were just totally neglected. But now they're so intense. And there's probably some like middle ground, slightly more flexible model for kids that makes sense. Well, yeah. And like our parents didn't have to deal with like Instagram influencers showing like these perfect photoshopped photos of putting the baby down. And, you know, and then you don't realize that like the baby loses their shit and cries like 30 minutes after that photo was taken. Right. Or they didn't have to, they didn't have to be bombarded by like targeted Facebook ads that that right. prey on your weaknesses and they know what you want then they know what you click on so they keep showing you more and more of these like sleep train your baby course and like parenting courses and right i'm you know, like, i'm trying to i'm finding something a pinterest that I've board liked. of perfect parenthood right okay here's here's the sleep lady that i like the most that i found on instagram just that's realistic about it um Mm. her account's called hey sleepy baby if anyone's interested her name's rachel i believe but like she talks about how like you know with some kids like she did more like co-sleeping with other kids she like separate like like they've done multiple things like there's no wrong or right way yeah and she she has a lot of evidence-based kind of approach to it so i like her i like her Hers is very much like you have to do kind of what's right for your family and like what's right yeah. for the baby. Like there's nuance yeah. to it. It's not just a one size fits all thing. So I've, I've yeah. liked her content. So I think Hey Sleepy Baby or whatever is her, yeah. her name. Well, look, I'm sure that we've got at least a couple of parents on this podcast yeah. listening. So, yeah. and He's by the way, if it, in the if it wasn't struggle. abundantly clear, this is a just for fun episode. <laughs> uh, it just occurred to me 10 minutes in that I didn't specify that. In the beginning, although I am going to title it like, you know, Christmas slash just for fun. Right. So probably people figured out by the title. But um, but yeah, we're just we're going to talk about life. We might get a little yeah. philosophical. We might not. We might get a little goofy. We might not. But uh, <laughs> we will let the winds take us. Exactly. Exactly. We'll mm. we'll ride our mood. Um, but speaking of which, so being that I'm in this kind of stifling, not very mobile outfit. Um, One of the Christmas themed items I had in mind was exchanging favorite Christmas movies or favorite like holiday time movies. Uh, Let me ask you first, yay or nay, are you a fan of like the classic Hallmark Christmas movies? I don't get into them. My dad does. My dad really like whole write Christmas cards in watch like hallmark movies and it cracks my mom and i up um but yeah i've i've never gotten super into the hallmark stuff my sister is also very into it so like my dad and sister should talk 
Yes. Um, yeah, they could have a club. They could do their cards together. Yeah, but yeah, I've not I have not gone deep down the Hallmark movie rabbit hole. What about you? I feel like my perception of this and by all means correct me if you think I'm wrong like comment on the YouTube video and say like if I've got it totally wrong here but my perception is they're always kind of the same yeah oh <laughs> like, yeah um the little snippets I've watched because my mom will watch at least a few of those every year and every single year it's like am I watching the same movie every year like right. I know I'm not but you know it's it's always like a city slicker woman right right, right. who's in like a big corporate job or she's like an attorney or right. a newscaster, some high mucky buck city slicker woman has to go cover like a news story or something in some podunk nowhere town, or she has to go back to her hometown, like Sweet Home right. Alabama style. She goes to the podunk town. She meets uh, a dude from the town, you know, like wearing flannel. Like the probably. innkeeper. The innkeeper yeah, or the town. like, you know, the local farmer or whatever. Right. She meets him. They initially don't get along. Mm-mm-mm, right. Mm-mm. No, they don't get along. They kind of annoy each other, as a matter of fact. Oh, and she requisite, prerequisite, she has like a city slicker boyfriend who's right on the verge of proposing to her. Right. Like always. <laughs> well, like I he's moments think... away from proposing. And there's always a problem that her and the and the guy have to work on. Yeah, exactly. Together. It's like you like he's the pumpkin farmer and in the town and like they need a hundred pumpkin pies by tomorrow and they have to like put put their brains together and surmount the odds together and then they fall in love and they kiss and then she ends up moving to the podunk town and ditching her mean old boyfriend in the city and and saying goodbye to her lifeless or her uh loveless husk of a life in the city but like oh i feel like that's gosh. all of the movies also the holderness family um they're on youtube they're on facebook uh they're like local celebrities they live like around this area um they have a couple of spoofy videos like poking fun at the hallmark movies like they have a halloween one and a thanksgiving one and a christmas one but they do a couple of those where they kind of poke fun at it and their acting is just like over the top terrible and it's just fantastic Right. I know uh, there was a really funny TikTok lady who was like, so I'm in this small sit- this small town in Vermont. What innkeeper or what like town gossip do I need to let know that I'm in town and I'm in my mid-30s and I'm like, yeah. you know. Ready for love. <laughs> from the city, right, single. Yep. It was yeah. really funny. Um, yep. Yeah, but I, yeah. again, I've never, ne- I've never gotten into the Hallmark quite I yet. feel like if anything... Like, I could kind of get behind it if it, like, okay, the Christmas card thing, that makes sense to me. Because it's like, oh, you don't really need to pay attention to the movie because right. it's literally always the same plot anyway. So to just have something on in the background that's kind of like mindless, you don't have to pay super close attention to it. Um, for me, I instead of putting something on that's intrinsically mindless, I will just put something on that I've seen 8 million times and right. I have it wrote memorized by this point so my two things at this point are uh the good place the office the u.s office right um three things actually and mean girls Mm. those are my three like i could have that on in the background when i'm doing something else cooking cleaning studying sleeping and i would i would know what's happening because i have all the episodes or the whole plot line memorized anyway so that's how i kind of approach the same situation right 
Yeah, I'm trying to think of like what holiday movies that I like or that I've gravitated towards that are more like are not you not gonna mention this one like are you not a fan of this one because we're ending the podcast right now we're no longer friends if you don't say the one that i've inspired here oh have you elf? seen it at least yes oh yes i love elf that's great. okay thank god thank god because that we would have ended it right here after 110 episodes people that that's just something we can't recover from right right okay right now elf is amazing i feel like some of the classics like like even the animated Grinch, I really liked mm-hmm. growing up. But again, yeah. I love the Jim Carrey Grinch too. Did you know? Um, now I might be mixing this up. I think if I remember correctly, Jim Carrey was offered the role that Will Ferrell plays in Elf, but he had already committed to the Grinch instead, so he no turned way. it down. That's yes, hilarious. I kid you not. Google it. It might be the other way around, but I'm ninety nine point nine percent sure it's that way. Um, first of all, I don't. I don't think Jim Carrey would have been a good elf. Like right. it has to be Will Ferrell because there's like a certain innocence and goofiness to Will right. Ferrell that I don't right. know if Jim Carrey could kind of pull off, but also right. I can't imagine anyone else as the Grinch. Right. Exactly. Right? So like, exactly. I so glad that that worked out. Holy macaroni. Um, my may may I share my top four with you? And then I will share a controversial one that I do not like. Okay, yeah, yeah, please. And you can weigh in. Uh, my number one that I have to watch immediately at the beginning of the season is Elf. It's now, it's mandatory. Uh, we have to watch it when we're putting up the Christmas tree and decorating. That's also like my thing more so. Mike will help with the lights for a few minutes, but I pretty much do all the ornaments and Jess helps a little bit. This year, Jess even was like, can we watch something else? And I was like, no, <laughs> right. we must watch Elf. And she got into it after a while. But um, so Elf, mandatory, very first Christmas movie I watch every year while putting up the tree and the wreath and all of that stuff. Two and three tied are Home Alone 1 and Home Alone 2. Not Home Alone 3. Anything after Home Alone 2, absolute garbage. Doesn't right. count. There was not, a new not one. Not even the, like, why? The new one wasn't very good, yeah. Yeah. It why? made like, me, it gave no. me anxiety. Anytime, like... I feel like that one in particular, like, I guess in the originals, he was like destroying his home. But I feel like the amount of destruction of the home in the new one was like even more intense. Mm. Um, Or again, like he was making a mess and like, you know, setting up traps and stuff in the old one. But I feel like the new one, they they were just like destroying the house. Like like setting it on fire or something. Right. I know the movie Sisters with Amy Poehler and... Tina Fey, uh, the same, that. the same thing. Like they like destroyed this house. Like anything where there's like a house destruction, yeah, gives me so much anxiety. Like again, I don't enjoy it. I'm just like, why are they yeah. destroying the house and then they're just okay with it? Yeah. Well, and I did notice, for example, because we watched Home Alone one the other day, and it was Jess's first time watching it. She loved it. Thank God, because otherwise, oh, like no. I would have had to kick her out. Right. Um, but she loved it, and we were rolling out the ground laughing. But um, I did notice, like, so, oh, and by the way, as a side note, try to explain to your child the concept that, like, people didn't have cell phones, and people had to go find a payphone, and they had to, like, kick the lady off the payphone to use the right. payphone, and, like, you have to put a quarter in this phone that's anchored to the wall, and there's only so many of them. You have to, like, find the bank of payphones. You can't just find one wherever. Like, that was totally beyond her. 
Um, and that was really amusing. And there are probably others. Oh, like an answering machine. Like there was an answering machine at one point at like right. the neighbor's house. And again, Jess was like, what is that? Oh my so God. anyhow, um, so we were watching and I noticed they straight up destroy the whole house, right? When the burglars are going through. Right. Like there's a pile of Christmas ornaments that are made of glass and they get broken and like stepped on over by the window. And there's like a whole bunch of like, you know, little cars and stuff down at the bottom of the stairs. And there's like the blowtorch that lights the guy's head on fire. By the way, it's like a 30 year old movie. So if these are spoilers to you, sorry, not sorry. Like you've had time to watch this. But so there's all of this stuff that he set up and like the tar on the steps going up into the house. And when the mom arrives the next morning and you kind of get to see a little bit of that front like foyer area and the downstairs, you don't see any of that mess. So apparently this kid is like duking it out with the bad guys. And then he immediately goes home and just like tidies up the house a bit. He apparently did not clean Buzz's room because Buzz, you know, at the end of the movie screams uh, because he broke like the shelving unit or whatever and the tarantula got freed. So he didn't clean up everything, but it looked like he maybe cleaned up the downstairs a bit. And I was like, I feel like this is unrealistic because he's eight. He wouldn't clean anything up. And he thought his par- his family was like, just vanished into thin air. He, they, he didn't realize that they left without him for the trip. He just thought that he wished them away and that they were never coming back. So like, why would he clean? Like he would just live in his own filth indefinitely for the rest of his life. So right. maybe that was a little unrealistic, but it's still one of the finest movies ever created. In my humble oh opinion. My God. And then yeah. my number four to round out my list of like, I have to watch these every year, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. That's ah. my number four. The one that I don't like, and you can, you can share your opinion. Um, I think A Christmas Story is so overrated. I don't see the appeal. My husband loves it and he wants to watch it every year. And I'm just kind of like, ugh. I don't know what it is about it. It's like slow. And, and I'm not against like slow paced shows and right. movies necessarily. But I don't know. There's something about it where I'm just like, uh, I'm not yeah. into it. By the way, uh, you talk for a second. I'm going to duck down and put on a different shirt because this is ridiculously hot in here. So you go ahead and fill me in. I'm going to be listening, but I won't speak for the moment because um, I'm going to change. She's off stripping. Camera. She's yeah. stripping. Like you do. Like you do. Right. Like, why not? Yeah. Well, yeah, I've never gotten really into the Christmas story per se. I feel like I remember growing up watching like traditional Rudolph stuff and traditional Grinch stuff, like the animated stuff. I did like the Santa Claus with Tim Allen a lot growing up. Classic. Yeah. I mean, there's so many good Christmas movies, although you know that they have the Santa Clauses now. I think it's on Disney Plus. It's not great. Armand and I tried to watch it. It was not not great. Or at least the one up, one or two episodes I watched wasn't great. But um yeah, the Santa Claus is really good. Um what other ones? Again, why am I drawing so much of, bl- of a blank with Christmas mu- movies? Um Let me think. I think again like you I love Elf. I love ho- the Home Alones. Those are all classics. Again, the the main one that I feel like you didn't mention is the Santa Claus one. Can I oh share? Oh my gosh. Can I share, by the way? So I have another outfit. The downside is. That's also it's, hot. It's a sweatshirt. Yes. 
So I think I'm just going to melt to death in this episode. I honestly, I might have to go in the other room and like get a t-shirt. I didn't, I'm always cold every moment of my life. Just always. Not today. I, I did not. And I've got like the pants of the elf outfit kind of just like around my waist. So I don't think this really helped. Hold on. Maybe if I put my hair in a ponytail and then put the hat back on. Anyway, this Maybe is... Maybe you this, take the hat off. That might help. My, I'm going to have hat hair, though. Oh, who cares at this point? Yeah. I, I think we're... Oh, that actually helps tremendously. Yeah. Oh, thank goodness. It's oh, my hat. gosh. Again, hair is going to be a having, little... Nikki's <laughs> having a, a hot flash. No. Too young for that. All right. There. Okay. You'll uh, have to deal with this amount of festiveness from me. For the time being, this is my Holderness family 2020 Christmas shirt. You can't, I'm trying to get on my tiptoes. Oh, hold on. I'm just going to lower my desk a teeny bit. Still on my tiptoes. Okay, admire this. It is a thing of beauty. So on this sweatshirt, we have masks, masks on the tree, toilet paper, uh, eagle carrying a shark, tornado, Murder hornets, coronavirus. Um, I think Santa's butt is on fire, if I remember correctly. Oh, the meteorite. Oh, the meth gator. They basically put all of 2020 on one glorious shirt. Oh my god, it's so good. Yeah, I think you sent me a a card, like a Christmas card. That was that. That's right. Yep. Yeah, they've got some good stuff on their little storefront, for sure. Yeah. Oh, I can't believe what a big difference taking off the hat made. <laughs> I told you, again, like, the he- I feel like the head is, is where you store a lot of heat or something. Um, I don't know. There's probably oh some science behind that. but Maybe that's the problem I have. Because, again, I'm cold every moment of my life. Maybe my problem is that I lose way more heat out of my head because of my big smarty brain. Oh my gosh. I don't like, oh I figured gosh. it out. Of course, that doesn't make sense because my husband is very smart and he's like a human furnace. So that might not correlate, but I'm going to go with it anyway. I think that that's my new hypothesis of why I'm cold <laughs> every moment of my life because I check my thyroid at least once a year and it always looks perfect. And up until the last year, I haven't been iron deficient or anemic in a really, really long time. Side note, though, my ferritin still not superb. I got new results mm. back today. And like, it's still just a little bit. Ugh. Ugh. Like, it's not terrible, but it's not great. So I told Mike, we've got to got to up our game iron wise. Mm. <sighs> yeah, it's weird. I feel like mine, mine immediately gets bad if I'm if my periods present because um, I know like during my gut health journey, my ferritin was always fine because I wasn't getting my cycle for mm. a bit. And then like immediately when my cycle came back, I started getting low ferritin. Like I feel as though I'm prone because mm. my cycles are slightly heavier than average. Um, but yeah, I, I, it, I'd be interested to see because I was, I was iron deficient post birth i think my ferritin was maybe like 17 or something when i had it run um but i also wasn't doing great with the iron like it was yeah i I was having some symptoms with it so i just figured you actually need less iron than normal when you're post baby weirdly i think it's because you're not losing iron yeah because you're i would again especially before your periods come back um 
So I think like when you're breastfeeding or lactating, your iron requirements is like eight or nine milligrams versus like 18 for a menstruating mm. woman. Yeah, it's a pretty big difference. So again, I'd be curious. I'll probably get it rerun here in the next like three or four months just to see where it's at without supplementation. I've just been eating more red meat and trying mm-hmm. to get that to bounce back a little bit better. But yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's wild. Um, it's it is really wild um the iron scenario i think it can be really challenging for a lot of women to balance iron it is i think especially like this might be a throwback from my days as vegetarian but like i still do like some like plant-based meals right um i think pretty frequently like breakfast, I'll have like eggs or sausage and like dinner, we'll do like pork or chicken or beef or a burger or something like that. But my lunch is almost always like pretty heavily plant-based. Like it'll be mm-hmm. like hummus and veggies that I dip in the hummus or right. like, um, like sometimes I'll make like chickpea pasta and I get like the Trader Joe's um, like kale pesto. It's like mm-hmm. cashew kale pesto and I'll, I'll have like pesto chickpea pasta for a meal. So it's like my, maybe I can add a little bit more at my lunches. Mm, Or maybe I need to, instead of hard boiling eggs, maybe I need to make like a little frittata kind of situation and put like some spinach in it. Right. Work in progress. Yeah. I, um, again, I, I, I feel like, yeah, that's interesting. Are your cycles heavy, lighter, Not normal? Really. No. Yeah. I have one day where it's like what I would deem heavy for me, but I don't think it's heavy in like the grand scheme of all right. women. Right. Because um, like when this comes up, because you only ever know your period, right? Right. So, N equals one. Like Yeah. So you only have points. that data point. But sometimes when we're debating this, like clinically, like with a patient, and we're trying to figure out if that's why they're iron deficient or, um, you know, if we're kind of trying to get to the root cause of stuff and I'll ask them, do you have a heavy period? And if they say they don't know, you know, we'll kind of use the scenario of like, oh, like, like how many tampons or how many pads would you go through per day right. in your period? And like, I've had patients where they're like, oh, like I'll go through like a super tampon once every hour right? or, like, you know, whoa. like a super tampon and a super pad in an hour. And I'm like, Ooh. right. But, right. you know, it's I, I'm not going to reveal how many tampons I would go through on my one heavy day, because I feel like that's a little bit TMI, even for this podcast. But like, it, <laughs> from the women I've talked to, I don't all think the men my are heavy like, day is even heavy. All the men that are listening right now are just like, cringe. Uh, this isn't as much fun. This isn't as much of a just for movies, fun episode. <laughs> right. I know. I know. Oh. Um, well, yeah. What what about like holiday traditions for you? Do you have any like specific ones that are uh, traditional to your family? Well, again, now watching off when we put up the tree is kind of a tradition. Wow. Nice. Um, not that I can think of. Like my family, at, or I like we're not really super religious, so we don't have traditions in the sense of like going to church on Christmas Eve or doing anything right. like that. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I have anything. We do. Oh, uh, we do. There's one, but it's related to the tree. Um, So my parents did this for me. 
And I think it's super, super cool. So we're doing it with Jess. So every single year, our family would get a new ornament. So like I have ornaments dating back to my first Christmas. So I have it's like a little it's a a ceramic snowman and it says like Nikki's first Christmas 1986. Um, And then there's like, like some mice sleeping in a crayon box, like there's all of these old ornaments. And they my parents would make a point to buy at least one unique new ornament every single year. And then when I moved out, and I think like not for college, because we never put up a tree anyway. But when I moved out on my own in my first like, adult living situation, when I moved in with Mike, my parents gave me a whole ton of the ornaments. So right out the gate, I had all of these like really unique ornaments. And I remember when we had our first Christmas party when I moved to Arizona and a bunch of our friends were like, like, you're only how like how old and you have all of these really cool, unique ornaments. Wow. Like the, and they were kind of admiring all my ornaments. So it was really fun. Um, and still to this day, we're doing that. And now every year that we get like the new ornament, we get an extra one. And that way I don't have to part with my ornaments someday. Right. <laughs> but like right. we buy two. So there's one that we put on our tree. And then I have a box of Jess's ornaments that I'm saving for her someday. And then when she's, you know, whenever she, moves out of the house and has her own Christmas tree to decorate, she'll have a bunch of like really unique, um, unique, cool ornaments that she can take. So yeah, that's a tradition. How about you? Do you have any Christmas traditions or does Armand and his family? Um, we definitely do. Like, again, we would always go out and buy a tree cheer, decorate the tree. I think the thing that was kind of funny in our family that like, I think I liked as I was younger, but I got like a little, it got a little bit interesting as I got older, but we would do this thing called, well, I'm Catholic and my family was fairly religious, but not like to the extreme, like where we would go to church each week. Um, but each night of Advent, so Advent is like the four weeks leading up to Christmas. Right. I could be getting this wrong. I went to Catholic school my whole thus, life. So it, thus what an Advent calendar is. This is new news right. to me. I just knew it as right. like, oh, you get a treat every day. So Advent, there's like something called an Advent wreath and it has like three purple candles and one pink one. And like you light a new one at the start of each week of Advent. So I think it's every Sunday you light a new candle. And so it's like the first two purple ones and then the pink ones the third week and then the purple ones the last week. Um, But we would do this thing each night where we turn off all the lights. (laughs) Like again, this was like a little bit interesting for my family just because like we weren't overly religious like we didn't even necessarily like pray every night like again but it was so funny so we do this i think that my that my dad's family did this so then he started doing it so we turn off all the lights we light the advent candle and then we would sing like some religious song i don't remember what it was and then i think that we might do like a reading it'd be like 10 minutes it wasn't a super long thing but we do like a reading of some sort so we turn on a light do a reading and then One part of it that I did like doing is like, so we have a nativity scene like with like Mm. Jesus, but Jesus is missing. So Jesus is not in the nativity scene until Christmas. So he's missing, but there's hay in the nativity scene. So what we would do is like ceramic hay, real hay. It's real hay, like in the nativity scene. So my parents would say like, if you did something nice that day, you would 
tell the group, like you'd tell the family, and then you'd put a piece of hay in the manger to make it softer for Jesus upon Christmas. So like in Christmas, you would put them on, you would actually get the baby Jesus out of the drawer and put them in the the manger, but you're making the the manger soft for baby Jesus. I think it's like an old school version of Elf on the Shelf where like you're supposed to be doing nice things, but it's like a little more religious behind it. But yeah, so we would like share what we did that day. And then we'd sing like Christmas songs, usually with more of like a religious slant, not like crazy religious, but like, um, Hark the Herald, Angel Sing, Mm. Silent Night, like anything that kind of is like more basic. So we'd might sing one or two Christmas songs and then it would end. So we did that every night of leading up to Christmas. Um, I was picturing yeah, you was, do this like once a week when you light the new candle, but every night? Yeah, no, we would do it most nights. Again, yeah. it'd be like, we might miss it here or there, like if I had a basketball yeah. game that was late or something, but um, no, usually it was like every night and it wasn't super long. Again, it was usually like 10 minutes maybe, um, but it was kind of like, there were nice parts about it. Like, I do think it's kind of like fun, especially younger, but then it got like to where when we were getting older, where it was like, oh, this is like a a nice thing that our family did. But like, if we had like a significant other for Christmas, they'd be like, what's going on? (laughs) Like, why are you turning off the lights? Why are you like, you know, lighting a candle in the middle of the night? Um, Or at, at the end of the night i don't know but it, again like there were nice parts of it like i kind of like the ritual of doing that i liked like mm. the the you know oh like each i remember as a kid like being excited if i had something good to share yeah. like oh i did something really nice today you yeah, know you can and, add the hay right right so again it, it's kind of funny looking oh, back t-shirt Uh-oh. idea t-shirt idea Hmm. add the hay and there could be like a bale of hay yes yes and nobody would understand nobody unless they listen to this episode right right yeah what was the but other yeah one? like uh oh piach i wrote it oh down my god i wrote oh it down god. just so i would never ever forget that was one of my finer moments for it sure was. is that but that episode might post after this one come to think of it so that's a little that's a little Teaser, teaser for the next yep. episode you get to hear amy's fine moment there yeah uh Piatch, how about this please how about this do you have a favorite christmas ornament or christmas decoration well my the ornament story i could tell you something about this so if anyone is planning a wedding once you know they that usually you'll get a little party favor sometimes it's like mm. a little treat or something yeah um again like most people know what i'm talking about but we did ornaments at our wedding. So now yeah. at Christmas time, everyone like randomly texts us like you're on our tree. You know, Aww. I've already gotten like three or four texts of people. That's so cute. Yeah. That's I a think cool we idea. have some, I should mail you one. That, that would be fun. I would love one. Yeah. Uh, I will be there in spirit slash. If I ever get a time machine, I'll just go back in time and I can't go into the wedding. Cause you're going to be like, who the fuck are you? But I could like stalk your wedding from the bushes. And then I could come back here to the present day and then the ornament will feel super legit. So, right. Yes. Right. Uh, right. We well, did, the, you know, so- it was, on, but, oh, you did. <laughs> nice. But we got like, it was like fancy, amazing, amazing smelling soap that we got from Etsy. And nice. it was like almond, vanilla, cherry or something. Oh, it was amazing. Great. But yeah, we did little bars of soap. 
I love it. Yeah, we the the picture on the ornament too. So Armand and I, when we like first started dating, I don't know why we did this. We thought it was so funny. We went to JC Penny for a photo shoot. It was like probably we started dating maybe in August. It was like around Thanksgiving. So okay. we were doing like Christmas portraits. And we got like matching Christmas sweatshirts. His were his was green and mine was red. And then we took all these really bizarre Christmas pictures. So that's the picture that's on the ornament. It's one of those pictures. That's amazing. Um, yeah. Now, okay, now I need to share our weirdest Christmas photo. Okay. Yes, please. I hesitate to even tell the story on air, but it's it's like so good. And hopefully by this point, a hundred something episodes in, hopefully people know like we're goofballs. So Mike and I, our first Christmas where like we lived together and we like, you know, it wasn't just like, oh, we're visiting the other one for Christmas. It was right. like, no, we live together. This is our house. So our first Christmas was in Arizona. So, you know, we set up a tree. We put up all the amazing ornaments. We had a Christmas party with a bunch of our friends. Um, we somehow, somewhere, we found out through the grapevine that one of the, I kid you not, one of the gun shooting ranges in Arizona was having oh like a photo with Santa event. Oh my God. I kid you not. And, and to be clear, and this is why I hesitated. I'm not like super pro guns. I'm not super anti them. Like I grew right. up in the middle of nowhere. I get why sometimes it's handy to have like a shotgun. Right. Uh, I right. still weird memory from my childhood. I vividly remember I was maybe like, seven eight nine years old and we had a rabid skunk on the property oh, and it was God. just like running around like crazy and we had animals right like we had two or three horses one or two dogs a million cats and like a rabid animal could become a really huge problem and then there were farms like down the road there was a dairy farm down the road like this could have been a really serious issue if one of the animals got bitten and you know like we were far enough out in the boonies that if it, you know, even if we wanted to call like animal control to get it caught, right. like it would have taken so long for them to get to us that it was just too risky. So anyway, so my mom at the time had a shotgun that she kept locked up and she busted out her shotgun and she got that rabid skunk with one shot. <laughs> Do not mess with mama seer. All right. Because right. uh, apparently she's very good <laughs> with a shotgun or she, she was at the time at least. But, you know, it was like sometimes if no other reason, the practicality of something like that when you live out in the boonies makes sense to me. So anyhow, we were kind of it was like we found out about this event, though, and we were like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> like, right. This is crazy. Right. We have to go to this. So we stood in line and we took photos with Santa and we're holding like machine guns and have like ammo draped on us, the whole kit and caboodle. Right. Um, and it was, and we said that as like the Christmas card to both of our parents for the year. I don't think we sent it anywhere else because like you never know people's feelings about it. But right, our parents, right. it was it was very much a like, what the f is this? Right, like they moved God. to Arizona and now, yeah, now look at them. Yeah, right. it was just like we were kind of poking fun because we knew our parents would be like, what the what? Right, so right. that is our most ridiculous photo shoot that we did. Literally, I'll have to send it to you. I might have taken it off Facebook because again, I'm kind of like a little self-conscious of it now. Right, right. But um, yeah, I'll, have to, I'll have to send you a, a picture of it because it was pretty funny. 
That's hilarious. Everybody else there, though, was dead serious. They were like, this is the best idea ever. And they were like super into it. I think Mike and I were the only people who went there kind of like jokingly and to be silly. satire. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm. Love it. But um, for favorite, to go back to the original discussion, favorite ornaments and decorations. um, Well, uh, I'm going to tell you two. The first one is like sentimental and corny and cute. The other one, not so much. Um, My real favorite ornaments are the ones that my grandfather made Mm -hmm. because he like in his retirement, he basically like set up a ceramic studio out in like on his property. That was like his de-stressing that he would do. So he literally, he bought like a used junker trailer and he used like the old trailer and he put it on his property and he he just filled it with ceramics and like kilns and paint. And it was like this amazing place to go. And you could, and he had so many ceramics around, like they were all, you know, like ready to go, ready to paint. And he was just so chill about it. And he's like, yeah, pick anything you want. You can paint anything you want, like pick whatever's in this room. And there was just like hundreds of different ceramics that were ready to be painted. And I could just go and like paint for hours if I wanted to. Um, but he he made a series of ornaments that are just like, you know, round ball ornaments. And then they've got like a bow or something on the top. And they have the year dated on them. So I've got like one from 1995, 94, 96. He did this for a couple years running. Right. So those are my favorites. Aw. My other favorite. See, that was the sentimental one. My other favorite ornament. And I should have plucked her off the tree. Ah, oh, hold on. Maybe... I'm going to table the other discussion. I'm actually going to ask Mike to go take her off the tree and bring her to me. I'm going to text him right now. We'll see if he answers his phone. So mm. we need to we need to carry the conversation in another direction because I hope that Mike can bring bring this ornament to me. Right. Well, I think it's funny because, um, you know, Mike's doing our editing now. People probably know that. And Nikki was telling me that Mike says I um like uh what what's the word I say right a lot or I um he complained like, that we agree with each other too much right right but even just he's like oh just refrain from like agreeing so much like even if I'm you know we're in conversation and I'm like right 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 you know I'm like I'm I'm prepping well, up I with right I don't think you need to refrain necessarily but he was just like like he was just remarking on like it's such a it's so odd editing these episodes because the one person will be talking and then the other person is just like mm-hmm, yeah totally right 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 oh my like, gosh yeah I know I, but now I'm like listening back to the episodes and I'm like oh should I chill with that so I've been I've been more mindful it's fine, it's fine. I'm By going the way, to not confirm with you that I agree with you right out the gate or at least until you're done talking well, shoot shoot now i'm gonna feel all sad inside um i think it's fine mike mike a deal um he's not answering my text he has not seen my text because it does like the little head bubble on messenger we will see if he brings me the ornament if he doesn't remind me before we hang up the episode and i will reveal my other favorite ornament but it's better if i could have a visual (laughs) i think that that related it's not gut related at all we should not uh... even remotely we should do a gut-related ornament line. Well, no, you know what this year's is going to be. I have it in my Etsy card. I just need to click, you know, purchase on it. Right. Um, 
So I think I told the story on here, maybe not. Um, it at the beginning of this year, I walked into my my office, my brick and mortar office, and was greeted by an aroma that I can only describe as the smell of a dead possum. Like clearly something died in that office. And we mm-hmm. spent a few weeks tearing it apart, like moving furniture, sticking our head up in the air ducts, ta- you know, like tapping on walls. We even, we were like on our hands and knees crawling around the entire office, sniffing the sniffing the carpet. Oh my we, gosh. We isolated it to the HVAC system. But long story short, our landlord was not agreeable to like really research it in depth. And he just, after a week or two, he basically told us like, just deal. Like it'll go away eventually, just deal. And so uh, he eventually let me out of my lease and I moved out of that office. And that's thus I work from home now and I have a home office. But um, we did decide that this year's Christmas ornament quite obviously has to be a possum. Oh my so gosh. this this is going to be the year of the possum. And oh. I have one, a fine possum ornament in my Etsy cart right now. I just have to like click through and do all the things to make the purchase. But I'm, uh, I'm pretty pumped about the possum. Have you seen those TikToks of that man that loves possums and he'll like go and no. like snag them? from the wild and like cuddle them it's the craziest thing you should look that up or i should send you some of those i still don't go on tiktok who's just like oh what a sweetie and he'll like bring it into the restaurant like under his shirt you know like the the possum he saw outside seems ill-advisable yeah i know i wouldn't advise it but he like loves possums i don't know it's weird that's perplexing um i found and I might have mentioned this before, I actually found uh, not TikTok because I'm an old lady and I don't go on TikTok. Who knows? Maybe I will in 2023. Like maybe that could be a resolution or something. But um, I do watch the Instagram reels somewhat. And I found one, I think he calls himself the tortoise whisperer. And it's just, it's videos of this dude in Arizona who has a whole gaggle of tortoises and like a million baby tortoises. And he makes these remarkably adorable and entertaining little videos about the tortoises. Half of them are like the big male tortoise having sex with one of the female tortoises. Like that's, that's like a lot of it. Ike gets very busy in these. So Ike has fathered many a baby tortoise apparently, but, um, but yeah, I do. I like that one. There is a TikTok of a little like chihuahua, I think, or maybe a wiener dog and and it's, and it's tortoise brother. That's really cute, too. That would be cute. So, like, the dog will come, like, bring the tortoise its toys and stuff. <laughs> it's so cute. I'll have to see if I can send you that as well. Yeah, that, that would be cute. There's another, um, I think it's Good Boy Ollie, maybe. <gasps> oh, my gosh. It. I love Good Boy Ollie. <gasps> yes. Did you see the series? So, for those of you who don't know, um, he, this dog, it's a chocolate lab, and he yeah. got, like, very attached to a pumpkin. Oh, yes, and yes, yes, he was yes. like snuggling with it, carrying it all around the yard, carrying it on walks. He was sleeping with it, playing with it. And it's there's like four reels all back, all like in a row where it's like week one of like Ollie's obsession with this pumpkin. Right. right. And then week two. And they're like, how long is this going to last? 
and then the stem broke off. So they had to put it in a basket for him to carry around because <laughs> right. the stem broke off. And then like the last one, they, they were like, okay, it's, it's getting moldy. Like we have right. to take this pumpkin from him. So they ended up swapping it out with a pumpkin plushie. And they were like, oh my God, are we going to get away with it? It's okay. Ollie loves the plushie. Oh but, my gosh. Yes. I know. Um, you have to watch the videos. They are so much better than what I just described to you. They're right. Adorable. And he has a, a grandma named Nanny Bits, Nanny Biscuits. Have you heard of them talk I did about? Oh, yeah. It's because his grandma gives him biscuits. So they call her Nanny Biscuits. And so, or Nana Biscuits or something like that. So he went, so that's what he knows. Like when they say Nana Biscuits, he gets really excited because he gets that's to go to his cute. grandma's house. Aww. And yeah, they always do the. They good boy Ollie always has that thing where they pull out like a little strip of paper from oh, yeah. a, of like fun things to do. Like he likes going to yeah. go feed the ducks. Have you seen those videos? Yeah. Where he'll go feed the ducks with a little bag of feed in his mouth. <laughs> yeah. He, he likes to watch boy. the ducks. It's true. I know. It's true. Oh, yeah. he's so sweet. Yeah. He has funny only, teeth too. I only just discovered him in the last couple weeks. I think oh, because of the pumpkin videos. And then I was like, I need to know this dog. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah i love See, like this is I will, what social media is made for right right <laughs> like i know the heck with learning the, the heck with i mean like still follow us because we're amazing but um all the other like quasi-educational channels like i don't know maybe it should just be like cute tortoises and cute dogs and cute cats right i'm all for it all through yeah 100%. for the record a uh, certain somebody still has not seen or acknowledged by what message. are husbands even good for if they can't deliver oh like come on Mike. come on he's gonna I be know. mortified by the way he'll be mortified that i shared the santa picture story and he'll be mortified that we are like discussing him so much in this episode <laughs> but it's good it's kind of like an exposure therapy right like yeah. it's good for him right. before you know it he'll like be a guest on the podcast and right. that would be that would be an amusing time i don't know what he would wrap me out for I feel or like Armand would, would be pleased if we talked about him. Armand would be the opposite extreme. He'll be like, <laughs> why aren't you talking about me more? He just wants to be the star of every show. I mean, maybe we should. Tell me about Armand and his Christmas wishes. Armand? Aside from just wishing for more sleep. <laughs> Armand wishes that all Christmas shopping is done immediately. That's kind of his Christmas wish. He's like very intense about being done with Christmas shopping at like Halloween and there's a level of urgency that's very hard to, to deal with at times. So it'll be like, I'm, I buy Christmas presents for my cousins that are on the same age. He's like, you know, they're on our list. We got to get them covered. And it's like, it's literally like before Halloween. And I'm like, Armand, it's going to be fine. I need to like figure something out. He's like, you're just going to end up getting them a gift card. Let's just buy them a gift card. I'm like, no, I want to get them something cute. They're both, pregnant so i'm like i want to get them both like baby something baby related maybe yeah he just like every day is like have you bought them presents yet like again like it's just a tizzy if they're on a list (laughs) and like yes exactly exactly so yeah so he we have definitely we've been done with christmas for a while um so again like there's a level of intensity there sometimes it is nice because like by the time we get into christmas i'm the opposite i procrastinate so yeah. there's sometimes a happy medium between the two of us, but at times yes. it cracks me up. But no, he's been getting more into the ghost hunting. That's his his thing. Yes. You know, did I tell yes. you that? 
So he bought these little like business cards with a QR code to like their mm. YouTube channel okay. or whatever. Clever. And so he like oh, went to maybe New York. should borrow that idea. <gasps> yeah. So he like went to New York and it just has like ghost bros on. Like it's it's pretty like elusive as to you know, it's obviously ghost yeah. content. Like you can tell it's ghost related, but like people are so intrigued by ghosts, you know? Yeah. So they bought these like just cards with a QR code and like their name, just ghost bros on it. Yeah. And so he like went to New York city to visit his just sister. like leaving them everywhere. Oh yeah. On the subway. Like, subway. like, yeah. Like taping them places where people could see them. But like, it was so funny. We have this big family chat with like 12 people, like my, my sister, my parents, my grandparents, and my sister was at a gas station and he had left a little card like in the gas, like by the gas pump. And my sister goes, Armand, is this you? And like snaps a picture. And he was like mortified in the family chat, you know? Ah. Um, but yeah, he's, meanwhile, he's not, he's shameless enough that he doesn't mind like plastering all of New York city with such a thing. But then right. when somebody he knows finds out, he's right. like, Oh, Right. He's like, how'd your sister go to the one pump that I went to, you know? Yeah. Which we all live That's like so within funny. a mile of each other. So it's not yeah. that weird, but it's just, it cracks, so funny, it cracks me up. But yeah, he's, he's big into that. So he's been like him and his friends just talk all day about it. And he like edits and they're like planning hunts and <sighs> I don't know. He's passionate. He's, he's passionate. passionate. Well, and it's funny yeah. too, because like, what about a ghost he's, he's skeptical yeah, he, yeah, I know. He's skeptical of ghosts, but like, I think honestly, he just likes running around the dark with his friends with flashlights and um, that kind of stuff. So I don't know. I'm looking on Etsy. Just some for, ghost oh, ornaments. Oh, this is adorable. You should get this, even though this is not like your passion project necessarily. But oh my God, there's so many cute ghost ornaments on Etsy. But this one immediately caught my eye i hope i see a ghost just so i can buy this i'm gonna save this look how cute Aww, that is that's really cute it's, i don't know if it's like focusing super well if you can yeah, see that see super it. well i will send you a link to it etsy is my crack right like um i find it so addictive it's because there's so many good things on there i just i love it so much i'm saving it right now well and it's so unique like you know also, um, just for funsies, I'll share. I now have found myself with a like favorite list, or you know, like on a on Etsy of hemorrhoid stuff for patients. Oh my gosh! So if anybody saw that, they would be quite curious. I'm sending it to you that's right funny. now, just so I don't forget. Okay, because that's the most adorable ghost ornament I've ever seen. Granted, I have not seen many, but yeah, there's like. If you want an herb or an herbal product that's like kind of obscure, or if you don't want to make it yourself, but it's one of those, like if you can't buy it at a store, it would have to be a homemade item. Right. Um, right. Etsy can be decent because there are herbalists uh, that make like balms and salves. And uh, like there was, I had a patient that I recommended like a very specific tincture to, um, but it's it's not a common enough herb mm. that it's like widely available. Like right. I don't know of a lot of places where you can get it commercially, but sometimes people will like find this herb in the woods and they'll make it. And so I had her get it on Etsy because I was like, well, 
Like, right. I don't know where to find ghost pipe. It's not a common thing to come across, but some people find a whole boatload and they make a tincture with it. Um, and like, again, it's not super commercially available that I'm aware of. So for that, or um, again, I have a little favorite list of solves and suppositories that are made with herbs and essential oils and, and whatnot that are for patients when they ask about what they could do for hemorrhoids. But um, for some reason, I keep going into ads. Like every time I need this information, I just go in and like type in the search and find the thing again. But I finally just decided, no, I should just save it right, for future right. reference so I don't have to make more work for myself. So now I have that and I laugh because it's such an odd thing to have like a favorite list for. Right. Man. Yeah. Man, man, I also man. have a long list of t-shirts that I want to add to my magnificent t-shirt collection. Right. Because... I do love a good food pun or a good nutrition pun. You know, there is a lady who I, who taught at my school. Um, Her name's Lisa. She's a dietitian. She has a private practice. Um, Gosh, now I can't think of her last name. Can you point the microphone at you a little bit more? Sorry. Now I can't think of her last, her, her last name. Oh, it's going to drive me nuts. But she... She has a, a balanced bites nutrition or something like that. I'll have to find it for you, but she has a whole line of food pun shirts. I love that. Yeah. I will so be I ha- her her biggest fan. I'll I need to, to find it to the for collection. you. I know. It's gotten kind of it, it's gotten kind of carried away where like I have all these sweaters and like nice outfits and I do not wear them. Because Right. But I've I've always been a t shirt and jeans kind of person. I remember actually, um, like it, I had more of like a tomboyish bend to my fashion, right? Um, through like high school and into like early college, like I had legit Jinko jeans, like the ones with oh the gigantic God. pockets, right? And I tested it; you could fit a t- a very large textbook in the back pocket of Jinko jeans, just to paint a picture of how big they are. Um, I thought of them recently and I thought about trying to find them, but I think they're in my parents' attic still. Um, I don't know where to find them offhand. But anyway, um, so yeah, like my fashion growing up was like very big baggy jeans. The looser, the better. Oh my gosh. And like, like t-shirts, but not just t-shirts, but like t-shirts that were not form fitting whatsoever. So like, I've never, I've always been about the stature, like, like six feet tall and you know, I probably weigh like 190 right now. Um and I would get like extra large t shirts. Oh my god. For no reason. <laughs> like I'm arguably a medium or a large and that looks fine on me. But for some reason up through like high school or early college, I would wear like extra large t shirts and the most gigantic jeans and sneakers and a backpack. And then I oh went to gosh. college and I don't know if it's peer pressure or what, but I went to college and I lived with three other girls. We had a, a dorm of four people and we were all teammates. They were all rowers and like we were with each other constantly 24 hours a day. And I remember one in particular was was truly horrified by my my fashion taste. Oh my and gosh. she she took me under her wing <laughs> and helped me understand uh the world of fashion. I wouldn't say that that was a fast or easy process for me to grasp, but like now I'm capable of getting dressed up if I want to. I still just right. choose not to though. And I just, I live in like a sweatshirt or a t-shirt and jeans right. or 
or like sweatpants. Right. I'm the same way. Well, it's not a classy lady. Growing up, I would wear just like I was a major tomboy. So I just wear like baggy shorts and I was a little ragamuffin child. I was just running around like a mad woman. That's a good description. I like ragamuffin. In in creeks. That's like one of our favorite. Armand always calls me a ragamuffin because like my hair is disheveled. Like I was always just that kid that you knew was kind of sticky. Yeah. You're like, oh, yeah, she's she's this little dirt, a little dirt ball, you know, always in the creek, down in the creek. Um, I'd always like hang out with some boys in our neighborhood that like I was much more of a goody two shoes. Like I, it cracks me up. Oh my God. That the, these twin boys I would hang out with were like kind of bad boys. Like I remember being in fifth or sixth grade and them stealing their mom's cigarettes and like going into the woods with their cigarettes and like smoking oh, cigarettes oh my God. and me being like, Oh my God, this is like so bad. I'm not going to smoke the cigarettes, but I'm going to watch them smoke the cigarettes. Yes. Like it oh was gosh. like that kind of scenario. Like they were always getting into trouble and I would just be there. They would always fight too. They were twins, Billy and Nick Pesta and Billy was like such a punk and would like just poke and poke and poke until nick snapped and would beat the shit out of billy and then so like every day i would go over and like hang out with them and every day would end when billy was crying because nick beat the shit out of him because Because, he was provoked right so that was the trend every time i would go over to their house it would be like oh we'd all be having a grand old time but billy like the whole time is like just like poking 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 nick until finally again nick snaps it beats the shit out of billy and then i'm like well it's time for me to go and then (laughs) then i would exit stage left um yeah we would do crazy stuff at nick and billy's house they had this trampoline that they would put under this huge tree and we'd climb like 20 or 30 feet into the tree and jump on the trampoline at one point two they were had paintball guns and they would like shoot people that were jumping on the trampoline from inside their house. Again, I was I hung out with a wild little little crowd. I was the goody two shoes of the group. Boy energy. Oh, I I was rolling with some boys during that period of time. I was rolling with some boys in the neighborhood. Um, Yeah, but yeah, it's funny. I had boy cousins. I wa- I didn't see them all the time because, like, I grew up in upstate New York and they lived in Connecticut. But I would definitely, like, hang around with them whenever. And, like, one was my age and then the other two were a bit younger. But we would go, like, traipsing around in the woods. and Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Loaded with ticks. <laughs> in yeah, Connecticut, tra- we would, mind you. We would traipse around in the woods. I remember, like, things are flashing back to me. I remember just randomly one time, in- one time hanging out with Nick and Billy Pesta and we're in the woods, and then we're just starting to, like, chop down a tree. Like, they just pull out a hatchet. Again, like, I'm, we're, like, in fourth or fifth grade, you know, and they're just, like, pulling out a hatchet. They're like, let's just chop down this tree. You know, we'd get into, like, these weird things where we yeah. do weird stuff in the woods. I also remember, too, there was, like, a trail in their woods that would go down, like, deeper into the woods. Mm-hmm. And one day, we took a hose and just hosed down this trail till it was just, like, slick mud and we literally were like 
sealing it down on our stomachs. Okay. Like, like slip and slide. Slip and slide, but with no slip and slide, just a mudslide. Oh I came home head to toe mud to my house. My mom was like, you cannot come into our house looking like this. Like you need to strip down and like hose yourself off in the yard. Yeah. So yeah, I was that Valid. kid where you like never knew what I was going to show up dressed oh like or like, but again, I was always that sticky. Like, you know, the kids are like, yeah. oh, they're up to something. I feel they're like sticky. you, you could have probably called me sticky too, but a different variety. So okay. opposite, um, Again, grew up in the middle of nowhere. On either side of my house, cornfields. Across the street from my house, cornfield. Behind the house, cornfield. Right. <laughs> Down the road, dairy farm. Uh, and then a cornfield. So just like, not not much. My nearest neighbor was walkable, but like any other neighbor kind of was not even like a walkable distance. Right. Really. Um, and I'm an only child, so it was pretty much like I had the kids at the one neighbor's house and that was it like that was my whole gang yeah um but for me i like i I grew up on a farm so i was pretty much always outside like either with the horses or the cats we had usually like two horses was kind of our norm growing up and funny enough like people when i say that they're like oh did you ride a lot i'm like not really like, right. I like riding horses. I, I would ride a horse. I totally would. But for some reason, I wasn't, like, super into it when I was younger. Um, like, I enjoyed it. But I think it was always, like, the effort of getting, you know, the bridle and the, right. the saddle like and stuff on. Set up. And full disclosure, mom, I love you. But my mom is also super overprotective. Yeah. So, like, I think it was, like, maybe part of it was that, if I was going to go ride, like, I don't think my mom would want me to do it alone or like she would need to like verify that I got the saddle on correctly. Right. And it was just kind of like too much of a pain in the butt. So I never got into it. Um, but, but I would go out in the fields and I would, I would pet the horses and I would brush them and I would like pick the good grass from our side of the fence right? Because the grass is literally always greener on the other side. I would pick like all of the good grass that they couldn't reach or like the crab apples from the crab apple trees. Right. And I would, I would throw it over the fence to them or I would bring it over the fence and like feed them and stuff. Or I would like scratch their itchy spots. So I would be doing that. Or we had like 20 feral barn cats. Uh, Out of all the barn cats, there was like two that were tame and would let you pet them. But all the other ones were nuts and feral. (laughs) Scared to death of humans, even though we fed them, right. but they were scared of us. So the rest of my childhood was largely consumed. I would sit on the floor of the barn with like the shavings, the manure, yep. like probably surrounded by poop yep. and very fitting considering my line of work as an adult. But I would sit like on the dirty floor of the dirty barn and I would just like sit perfectly still like a statue and I would have the cat food, like the moist cat food in front of me. And when a cat was brave enough to come take a bite, I would slowly reach out my hand and pet the cat gently. And then the cat would be like, (laughs) and like run away (laughs) and freak out. And then I would go back to statue mode and I would wait for a cat to come again. And then I would pet it. It was like my mission in life to tame all of those barn cats. Do you want to know how many I tamed? Zero. I'm going to say half. 
Okay, point five. There's, there's one cat that was moderately tame. She was still spooky for sure. Right. But she was moderately tame. But I also got my hands on her when she was younger than a lot of the other ones. Like she was still kind of a kitten, like a right. teenage kitten. When I first got a chance to really interact with her. So yes, tuna. Her, I named her tuna because she liked the tuna flavored cat food. But tuna was moderately tame. Like Sweet if girl. if like a a pampered house cat is 100% tame, I would give tuna. She was like 70% of the way there. Okay. Right. Versus You're the feral right. ones, I would be like zero on this metric. Right. But yeah, I was probably sticky or just like filthy. Okay. Covered in fecal matter. Right. All my childhood. Well, you grew up like in out in the boonies. In a barn. And, yeah. And so I could imagine just being maybe like in the barn being dirty. Whereas like yeah. I didn't necessarily growing up the suburbs like have a reason to be sticky. Yeah. You know, like the, you just it were. was a little bit more out of place, I think. Can I just say, by the way, some headbands are so useless. <laughs> like how anybody feels okay taking money for a product like this. I do not understand. And it's super cute. I I don't have the ability to throw this away. Right. <laughs> because it's like tie-dye. And it's it's a really fun, like pretty color uh, that they've got going on here. It has slipped off my head. And I have every had time, to readjust this thing. Like every five minutes, ever since right. I took off the Santa hat, which again is monumentally better. Right. Like I'm so, I'm like cool and crisp now by comparison to what I was. But how and it's headbands of hope i feel like that's like a charitable brand that i've heard of i don't i just i don't it is failing in its one purpose in life it's i'm going to keep putting it on you you have to hope that it stays and that's why it's perhaps, called headbands perhaps of that's hope. the whole deal because it's i'm trying to like i mean honestly it doesn't matter because you probably can't even see the flyaways like around the side of my head and it's probably a moot point anyway even for the handful of people who watch us on youtube most of you listen on audio. Right. We know. We know. But we still reference the videos on YouTube anyway, because sometimes we have great fun. For example, if my husband would bring me this ornament that I really want to tell you about, and I really want to show you, but he has still not seen my message. Mm-hmm. <sighs> mm-hmm. Shall I tell you instead what my favorite ornament is? Yes. And then we might want to wrap it up. What okay, do you think? Fair enough. Um, I feel like this has been sufficient for a just for fun episode. Right. Right. Um, okay. So the grand finale. So the year I made this ornament, um, I think this was Christmas of 2012. It was whatever year uh, the song came out, but I had like a ball ornament and then I printed out Miley Cyrus from the wrecking ball music video. And I like, fashion i like fastened her <laughs> onto the ornament somehow so it looks like you know the seat the part where she's right. like i came in like a she's like on a swing yeah, yeah and she's yeah. like half naked right. with like a very holding onto the top of the yes yeah like a very transparent loosey-goosey flimsy little like bralette tube top situation and like white flimsy underwear that doesn't cover anything. And she comes in swinging on the wrecking ball. Well, that was the year that that song came out and it was big. So I made a Miley Cyrus wrecking ball um, ornament with a printout of Miley Cyrus that I put onto the ball. And I kind of like strategically put her. So she's not like super prominent on the tree, but if somebody's really looking at the ornaments, they will be rewarded 
because they will see Miley Cyrus swinging on her wrecking ball. Oh my gosh. It's amazing. It's pretty, I'll send you a picture later. It's pretty Please iconic. Please do. Please do. Yeah. All yeah. right. Not every day that you get an opportunity like that. And I seized it. You did. Seize the day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also one time. So again, my mom buys new ornaments every year. She had, I think it might've been like Bernard and Bianca from the rescuers. Oh yeah. Uh, and she had like magic. You remember like toys and ornaments from the eighties and like early nineties. Maybe you wouldn't remember this, but, um, a lot of them, it was like the the plastic material. Did you ever have My Little Ponies? Would you know what yep. that plastic material mm-hmm. is like? Yep. So it's like the plastic material, but somehow they put like a weird layer of fake fuzz on the outside so that mm. it feels like fur, kind of. Yeah, yep. I only, like, it's only like older stuff, like 80s and early 90s stuff. So B- Bernard and Bianca had that kind of texture to them where they were plastic, but they had like the fuzz so right. it was marginally more the realistic. Peach fuzz. Yeah, yeah. Um, we had a, my parents had a dog, Wookie, may she rest in peace. Um, she would chew things when she got nervous. So, like, mm. if the people would leave the house and she got separation anxiety, she would chew stuff. One time she chewed and ate portions of a calculator. <laughs> my gosh. Like you do. Um, but right. one time she got her little paws on Bernard. Oh, and God. he lost a leg. Yeah, it was gruesome. But my mom was heartbroken because this was like, you know, the ornament from like 1987 right. or something. So she was like, no, Bernard. So <laughs> I took like white, like, you know, uh, masking tape and I gave him a surgery and I basically made like, I, I bandaged his leg and I made right. it look like he's wearing a cast and then I made him some crutches out of cardboard. So he has two little cardboard crutches and he's got his leg that looks like it's wrapped up like a, Oh my gosh. Like he's in a cast. Poor Bernard. So I fixed it. I know. Nice. Nice work. So yeah. Now he's been in an accident. Right. But we know what really happened. Okay. Mm. Um, but yeah, well guys, thank you for tuning in again. These, this, these episodes are for the diehards. Mm-hmm. These are these are for the folks who are not just here for the knowledge we bring you, but also for the personal touch, the relationships, the goofiness, etc. So hopefully we made your Christmas wishes come true with some of these ridiculous stories and ridiculous things that we got to talk about. Uh, the time truly flies when you're having fun. I can't believe this episode started an hour and 18 minutes ago. Holy moly. Uh, but as always, we will see you right back here in the new year with more cool Ooh. episodes and super cool guest episodes. And we're just going to be dropping knowledge bombs left and right and being our weirdo selves. As always, if you're on YouTube, you know, like, subscribe, comment, the whole kit and caboodle, please and thank you. And if you're on a podcasting app, if you could leave us a five-star review, that would be wonderful too. That That's what I want for, for you for Christmas. That is the official Christmas present request. How about that? Oh. Right. All I want for Christmas <gasps> is positive oh. reviews. Oh, Mariah. Can we buy, can we just also <laughs> on this note acknowledge that Mariah is the queen of Christmas, not Mrs. Claus. And my daughter now is very into kids bop, which is oh, like gosh. fine. It's fine. It's not my favorite music but it is kind of fun to hear like a slightly different version of the songs that i like she got the christmas cd and the first track on the cd is the 
the Kids Bob Kids do their version of Mariah Carey's Christmas song. Right. And it, I mean, it is what it is. They did a fine job considering these kids are like 12, 13, 14 years old. Right. And they, I think, use auto-tune a lot. Right. But like nobody can touch Mariah. Well, when it comes to those high notes and in that song, the like funniest, did you did you watch the New Year's where she performed and just like totally messed everything up? Oh my God, Nikki! No. I that was like two. No, it was longer. It was like maybe five or six years ago because I was dating my boyfriend before Armand, and I we were watching it together. It was a disaster. Like she just everyone that sees has seen this. It's the funniest thing ever because she just doesn't care. She's not so so she's lip syncing, uh-huh. but then she loses the time. So she's just like literally, I don't even care. Like literally on the mic, just like melting down, sort of, but just totally cool as a cucumber at the same time. Like she's like, <laughs> I don't know, this music isn't right. Like she's just speaking into the mic, like that the music's not timed right, and she like can't remember the words of the songs. I need to find it for you because. Like well, I want to wonder, have was she on something? No, I don't know. She said that the Medication? like the sound was off or something. But, but how like, would you not be losing it? Like, how would you not be really stressed out by that? I want the thing that I want whatever she has to make her not stressed oh, out though. Like oh, it's oh, maybe hashtag goals to like be totally she failing takes a and lot just kava kava. Right, right. To be totally floundering and just being okay with it, but yeah, it was. It's hilarious. I need to find it and send it to you. Oh my goodness! Yeah, it's a New Year's Eve thing. She was like the big event. Yeah, she was the big person, and like she's missing marks. Like it's the it's the worst live performance I've ever seen. It's the most cringy. So I'll have to send it to you. But, but again, also, she just did not care. Right. She just even could better. care less that she just totally botched this. Like, it was, was true like, diva fashion was, like, just kind of pissed that it wasn't yeah, she's, like... She's like, I'm Mariah Carey. What are you going to do to me? Right. Like, exactly. You exactly. already bought my albums. Uh-huh. Right. Right. Oh, my goodness. Yes. I will have to... I will have to catch up on the times. Yeah. The, I will the old lady you. is out of date, apparently. Um Okay, one. Fi- I know we've said we would wrap up for like five minutes, but one final thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw something glorious today on the internet. It was like, tell me how long you've been on the internet without telling me how long you've been on the internet. Oh my God. And there were like some screenshots. So for example, there's a screenshot of the lady from the video that's like, oh my God, shoes, shoes, yep. shoes, you know that video. Um, there was another one. Hold on, I'm just going to show you. There was another one. And again, like, to be clear, I'm, I'm an elder millennial. I'm a couple years older than, than Amy. Um, oh, Charlie the Unicorn. Did you ever see that? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah. So there's a scene from Charlie the Unicorn. Also, there's a, the scene from Harry Potter Puppet Pals. Have you oh, seen yeah. this? Mm-hmm. Ron, 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 Ron Weasley. Weasley. <laughs> and yeah. then this one, if you have not seen this, I'm sending it to you immediately. Do you recognize this? Oh my gosh, yeah. Could be a crackhead who got a hold of the wrong stuff and said, get up in that tree and act like a leprechaun. Yep, yep. Oh my gosh. But then I sent it to a friend uh, and I was like, they forgot one of the other OGs, Homestar Runner and Strong Bad Emails. Like that's one of my first recollections of something on the internet that I loved was the 
the strong bad emails. Have you seen those? No. Oh, see, this is kicking in because I'm a little older than you. I will send you some of my favorites. Okay. Um, actually, when I had AIM, uh, I named my AIM screen name after, I'm, I'm not going to ruin it, but I'll just tell you, it has to do with one of these strong bad emails. It's a very like nerdy specific reference if you hadn't right. seen them. Like, and it's, it's the same that I use for my personal Instagram account. Yeah, like, you probably have noticed like, that's a weird screen name. I wonder where she got that. I will reveal to you only I'm not giving all of you people my personal handle, though. Like you could follow me on my gut microbiome queen account. But uh, I will reveal the name that I chose and why but just suffice it to say it has something to do with strong bad emails from homestarwriter.com. Mm. So I will leave it at that. Suspense. Oh, gosh. All right. Well, I think that's a wrap now. Yeah. Yep. Officially? All right, cool. Go find that child and make sure that Armand is manning the ship. And we will see you guys next time. I already told you the deal, but go like, subscribe, leave leave nice reviews, etc. And we will see you back here for the next episode. Toodaloo. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Bye.